0: Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley.
1: Well, good evening. Good to have you back in the studio with us tonight. What's our topic?
0: Tonight, we're going to talk about prepping in small spaces, such as apartments, tiny houses, RVs, campers, living spaces that are not usually what you consider your typical house or uh, structure that way.
1: Okay, but not all of our listeners live in an apartment, RV, or a tiny house.
0: No, but plenty of people do. You know, tiny houses have really taken storm across America and in other places because of the affordable lifestyle, the paring down, I think, of a lot of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, those folks do have concerns sometimes about their ability to prep or the space that they can devote to prepping and how they can do it.
1: And part of what we're going to cover tonight, regardless of what size of your residence, you may gain some ideas for more storage space. These open floor plans today can limit the storage space that you have in the house. And, you know, we can all use a little bit more storage.
0: You know, apartments, for the most part, are usually in an urban type of a setting, a downtown area, maybe high-rise. And so we sometimes think about like a long-term SHTF situation. You probably do not want to make a plan to stay in a high-rise apartment urban setting for an extended period of time. Right.
1: Prepping there needs to be for those... Three or four, five day power outage, Mm, snowstorm,
0: shorter term, very short
1: term. Because if it's extended, you need to plan to leave and plan to leave early.
0: That's where you need to make a plan for where you can go and for how long you can be gone.
1: All right, let's get back to how we go about prepping for a small space or even a large space, for that matter. Some of these next things that we talk about here will apply regardless. One is to walk through your space. Walk through, whether it's an apartment, whether it's a tiny house, whether it's a 12,000-square-foot house. Walk through it and look for, one, look for security issues. Where are you weak in security?
0: You also want to look around for some small storage spaces, maybe some unused areas that could be utilized in some way. Uh, For example, the deep back area of some upper cabinets or, or maybe above the refrigerator. Underneath stairwells and stair steps, I have seen where there's like a wall Mm -hmm. under a row of stairs, and folks have cut doors into that or or slide out even drawer-type storage.
1: Right, and when you're looking at apartments and, and even in a camper, you can use the area or the closet that houses the heating and air unit
0: sometimes there's just a small amount of space in there that may be able to store say canned foods or some non-perishables
1: well i'm not so sure i'd be storing food in that heating closet but there are things that you can store in there especially when it comes to tools and things like that that you might need to be okay uh, things that are not necessarily temperature sensitive there that's true now when you're walking through your space think up and think down There's an attic in small houses. There's even an attic in the apartments. You might not be able to access it from your apartment, but sometimes you can, and those attics are often open all the way across. If you've got like two units side by side, there's not necessarily a divider between them. You may have the access door, and you may be able to put some non-temperature control needed items up there.
0: Something else that I noticed, I actually saw this on TV. I used to watch a sitcom years ago, and this was the characters lived in a high-rise apartment in Seattle. And they had storage space in the basement of the building. And Mm -hmm. several of the episodes, you could see them taking the elevator down to the basement. And in the basement, there were these large chain-link fence divided cubicles you know, for lack of a better word, maybe about the size of an average room. And this was their storage space right. for their particular unit.
1: And you see that type of storage in some mini storage that you rent, right. storage rental that you can rent there. Uh-huh. But you can access that attic or that basement and you can store gear. Uh, it's a good place to store seasonal clothing. And when you store that seasonal clothing, that clears that space for other prep storage. Right. Now, to tell the story, when you and I lived in an apartment, we actually did that. We had a storage unit that we rented, and we would move seasonal clothing. We would move Christmas decoration-type things. Particularly that,
0: the larger items.
1: Right, yeah. the, the larger items there that we would move those and that store that freed up space for us to store food and such in the apartment.
0: There's also crawl spaces, even under a tiny house, sometimes they're built with just enough of a crawl space, some sort of access underneath that you would normally expect any house, like for electrical purposes, plumbing, that sort of thing. And there may be just enough room under there to store some covered totes where mm-hmm. you could put some gear or tools or the types of things that maybe you don't need to have to get to every week or every month but just utilizing that extra little bit of space that's yours to gain
1: yeah now you may need to consider a dehumidifier depends on the humidity content that you have down there but you can put items in those totes you can put desiccant in there Uh, If you're storing metal tools, you might want to rub those down with a light coat of oil to keep them from rusting if it's not something that you pull out quite regularly. And even if it is, you just need to be checking it for rust from time to time.
0: Something else you can do, particularly if you've got the wall space for it, is you can hang some very wide curtains. Maybe with a curtain rod, a tension rod, or maybe an inexpensive type of curtain rod. And then behind it can be some narrow shelving. Right. And these curtains are actually decorative. In fact, a lot of folks will actually put fabric on their walls. Mm -hmm. And so it looks very decorative. But if you do this with some very shallow shelves behind it, you may be able to get a tremendous amount of extra food and dried food storage behind a decorative curtain, which would look quite beautiful.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, you can also build window seats. You see these built in in some houses, but you can build a window seat to go in an apartment. Sure. Now, it's a freestanding thing. It's not attached to the wall necessarily, and it just sits under the window. And if you design it right, you can have have it look like it holds stuffed toys if you have children in the house. Mm-hmm. But under that, you have food storage.
0: Right. It could have like a false bottom or something. You could have a hinged opening of some sort. Be very careful with children. If you do like a hinged top opening, you want to make sure nothing's going to slam down. But you can have like a... A shallow floor and then beneath that you can have even more storage especially if you wanted to store items of a more sensitive nature
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> or if you're just using it for food storage fill it about two-thirds of the way up and then put kids toys on top of that Absolutely. so if somebody opens it up they just see a bunch of kids toys and they close it back down
0: mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lawley. I'm Krista, and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage. The roof has gotten blown off you find that you have no power no electricity no devices are working these kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day and we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Krista Lawley, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection, Election, we sure appreciate
1: it. Now, one thing that we want to do when we're looking at, at prepping in a small space, and that's especially true in apartments and in campers, you want to prioritize food, water, and sanitation. Now, when you're looking at food, because we're looking at things that we're, we're looking for things that take up less space, You want to look at more calorie-dense food rather than the extremely long-term items such as oatmeal, flour, rice, beans. I'm not saying don't have some of it, but you don't want to dedicate the space for 50 pounds of rice, 50 pounds of beans if you're living in an apartment. You may want to look at more calorie-dense type foods there.
0: Are we talking like canned soups, canned meats, canned fishes? The, the types of food that you may need on a more immediate... Pasta? Yes, exactly. Carbs. All carbs. Sorts of carbs.
1: That ravioli that you love so much? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, look at calorie-dense food if you're looking to store less bulk in a smaller area. Now, inside of a living room, there are some things that you can do, and that is that you can hide things in vases. You can put things in an umbrella stand. You can put things behind the couch. And we had in our apartment, we had these two columns that had a glass top across. We had it in the bedroom. And the way you had a, tabletop, uh, a table cloth on it, it hung down to both sides sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's a good place to store something under. Now, you can put that behind a couch, and that pulls your couch out from the wall about a foot, and then you can put something decorative on top of it and use that space under that table to store food or to store water. Now, when we're looking at storing water, you need to store some water in that apartment, and I stored some when I lived in a camper. I lived full-time, you know this, I lived full-time in a camper for 18 months. I stored some water, but I had other water sources nearby. So that's a good reason to have at least one personal water filter or even one of the Berkey's that you can use. But you probably in a camper, you can't store enough water for a month. You're going to need to store some, but have another source of water
0: something else too you can have a platform bed a bed that is built in such a way that and I've seen this in some mobile homes where there is a hinge and you can actually lift the base of the mattress it's like a solid base you can hinge and lift that up and it becomes this large under bed storage which can hold a great deal of things I mean obviously it was initially built to store the bigger linen items like comforters and extra pillows and certainly you can do that if you've got space but
1: now i actually had a platform bed with uh plywood on hinges Mm -hmm. raised the mattress up had that in my camper and you raised that up and it was the size of a queen size bed about two foot tall Mm -hmm. so it served as like in place of a box spring right it was to raise the bed up, but I had storage under there, and it wasn't linen that I necessarily stored in there.
0: <laughs> you know, you use your own best judgment as to what you want to put in there and do so safely.
1: Yeah, and one of the reasons that we talk about that is that burglars will often flip a mattress. I've worked a lot of burglaries, and I've seen a lot of things that that burglars do, and I'll share some of that as we get a little further down, but one of the things that they often do is to flip mattresses to see what you have stored between the mattress and the box springs. Because
0: people do that.
1: There's often guns stored there. There's often money stored Mm -hmm. between the mattress and the box springs. So,
0: find another hiding spot because burglars know.
1: Right, and if you've got that platform, they often may flip the mattress But it just looks like a wooden.
0: Right, just looks like a base. Looks like a
1: base under there. And so there is some things. And that leads us to hiding things from prying eyes and not necessarily talking about valuables here. This is really for keeping your preps out of view of people that are just coming into your apartment or your house.
0: Yes, and this is where it's good to utilize... Lower or upper cabinets that are not necessarily eye line sight, but maybe would have. For example, we have in our house very high up kitchen cabinets, so high that even a six foot gal like me has to get a ladder, a little step ladder, to get up to them. So they're not eyesight available as far as that goes, and they and they provide a lot of storage up there. Mm-hmm. And so that might be also a way to utilize. Prepping some things that you want out of sight because they're just not
1: entirely visible. You know, you don't want people coming into your house or your apartment knowing you've got three or four months food stored up.
0: Right, right. You want
1: to keep some of that hidden out of the way. And one of the things that we did in our apartment is you used under bed storage with totes.
0: Yes, they actually make a tote that's built to go under a bed. Mm -hmm. If if your bed is not raised up on a platform, they've got some shallow, long underbed storage totes that are semi-clear, so you can get a glance as to what's in there. And those are super handy. In fact, our platform bed is so high, I can actually stack two underbed storage totes on top. You know, one on top Mm -hmm. of the other, and get double the storage that way. Right,
1: and that that's a good place to be able to store water. To be able to store food things like that under your bed so it's hidden in plain sight now in our apartment we did this as well we had a round table and actually it was the one that our television sat on top of and it was over in the corner and you had a very large round floor length basically tablecloth
0: underneath that cloth that went all the way to the ground was another area of storage.
1: Exactly. And friends could be sitting on the couch and have no idea what they're sitting close to.
0: Nothing's dangerous. No. But just but, e- extra things for us, for right. our use.
1: Other storage. And that's a good, good place. You could have stored three or four cases of water under mm-hmm.
0: there. Uh, a large enough tote, maybe a big tote, and then a smaller tote on top, you know, whatever fits. Mm-hmm. Everybody can kind of utilize whatever space is available to them. And there's probably more than you realize. Right.
1: Now, let's talk about hiding things in plain sight. We've mentioned that a time or two. You know, there's some furniture available that coffee table comes to mind that you can actually open the coffee table up and it has a gun rack inside.
0: Right. It's almost like a. it's a secure case, like a trunk almost. Mm-hmm. And it's not accessible to children. It has to be. It's a lock-safe You have to know
1: how to open
0: it. There's a a code lock there.
1: Now, you can store things in armoires. Did I say that right?
0: Armoire, yes. Armoire? Yes.
1: And you can put a lot of food in there. You can put other things, prepper items in there as well.
0: And entertainment centers. I know that in a way they've changed over the years, but... We're sort of old school still where we had like the the TV sitting on the top of the entertainment center. And then beneath it is a series of drawers and shelves and whatnot. Nowadays, people just put that TV on the wall and have almost nothing
1: underneath. Right, but but you can still mm -hmm. get an entertainment center, especially one with the doors that open. you had to open it up to be able to see the TV. Exactly. So it's just a piece of furniture over there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that would provide a lot of storage. Yes, it
0: can. Yeah, you can use, there's all manner of storage boxes and they range from completely utilitarian, like no frills, solid color, all the way up to hat boxes. I even have a series of hat boxes, Mm -hmm. large, round, Parisian decal hat boxes, and they can hold gallons of stuff. I've got one full of sewing equipment. I've got another one filled with all sorts of writing utensils. And, you know, it's a decorative hat box and I actually stack them in the corner and they look real pretty, but I'm using them for storage.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you can store All kinds of things in there, ammo. Back to talking about furniture, you can take just a chest of drawers and store food in Uh there. Sure,
0: you can, like an old dresser.
1: Right. Now, back to our burglary tips it's not a great place for storing valuables.
0: No, because that's that's tempting.
1: Burglars go through Chester drawers.
0: They'll actually yank them out and dump
1: them. Oftentimes, they'll just pull it out, let it fall on the floor, and literally take their foot and kick the stuff over to see what's in there.
0: Exactly, they're
1: looking for guns and hidden money.
0: Something else you can do. You've got to know your own code, but you can hide something in plain sight by putting a misdirected label. For example, I have a tote over there and I might write Christmas decorations on this blue tote, but there's no Christmas decorations Mm -hmm. in there. That might be very large supply of water or a very large supply of food. But it says Christmas decorations or you could label it, maybe it says baby clothes. Right, or, maybe or any grad other kind grad of prep, part party stuff. Or any whatever.
1: kind of prepping items that you wanted to put in there. And it's a great idea to mislabel those things. All right. Now how about storing some valuables if you don't have a safe To put these in.
0: This is a great tip. This is what I learned from my law enforcement husband. Very, very smart. You can actually hide valuables in the pockets of your winter coat, especially if your winter coat is accessible to you. You don't have it off premises in storage somewhere. We have a closet where we hang all of our winter coats, and I never really thought about that. And I'm always finding a $5 bill or something in my pocket from one season to the next. But if you really do have serious valuables, maybe jewelry items, coins, stamp collections, things that might be small enough to be pocketable.
1: You can even put yeah, handguns in the
0: Put them in. The pockets. well And again, we have to be very well, careful with our listeners about where we tell them to put guns.
1: I understand that. Now, with you and I, we're empty nesters. And I'm really not concerned about these two cats getting a hold of the guns, although sometimes I wonder if they wouldn't get one if they could pull the trigger on me. One of them got so mad at me last night, he probably would have shot me if he could.
0: Well, and I also want to say, too, that as safe and conscientious grandparents, we sweep the house, uh, a law enforcement term, to make sure that no firearms are anywhere within reach when our grandchildren... Uh, or visitors of any kind are here, we're very conscientious about their safety, anyone's safety who's visiting in our home. So I don't want to give you the impression that we've just got firearms laying around, because we don't.
1: No, but it is a place that if if you live, if it's safe for you to do, Mm -hmm. you could put a handgun or two in the coat pockets of those winter coats.
0: Or extra money, cash, things like that. Exactly,
1: valuables, and... I've not seen a burglar. I
0: hope we're not. I, we hope we don't have any listeners
1: that you know, are burglars. If you're a burglar, <laughs> turn the podcast off for the next <laughs> thirty seconds.
0: Oh, that's smart. <laughs> um,
1: but I've not seen a burglar go through the winter coats.
0: Well, so that's a pretty cool tip.
1: So that's a that's a good thing there you can do. Now this next one takes uh, quite a bit of work. But you can build false walls.
0: You could build a false wall, like in the back of a closet, Mm -hmm. where it appears to be a wall, but it actually is maybe six or eight inches of extra building material that you've created an encasement.
1: Right, in in some way way that you can open that up, and that is a good place to store firearms, especially long guns. You can put a gun rack in there behind that false wall. You can put it at the end of a hall, anything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you could even put a little false wall in the back of your kitchen cabinets.
0: You could do that. You certainly could. So
1: if we're talking about hanging things like that or hiding things like that. Now, here's one that you can do that has it out of sight, out of mind, relatively safe, but very easy to get to, and that's put a gun rack above the inside of the closet door. you, if you have a
0: walk in closet, you,
1: well, I'm not talking about a walk in closet. Oh, I see.
0: Any closet. Any yeah. closet.
1: If, if you're standing at the closet and if you raise your arms up and back over your head, that space right there is where I'm talking
0: about. I see what you're saying, like a gun rack, a hidden gun rack area. Exactly. Right
1: there. And you just have it up a little bit higher, but where you can reach it if you were to need it for home security. Mm, I see. But it's out of sight, it's out of mind, and our small grandkids are not going to be reaching up there to get to it.
0: And it's not something we would openly speak about no. in their presence either no. to even give them the notion. Tell you something else I've seen that's pretty cool. And it's actual wall shelves that you can attach to the wall and put things on like... F- picture frames and Mm -hmm. flowers and trophies, but it has a code locked feature that you have to set up and it opens in a secret special way. And in there can be a lineup of firearms.
1: And I've seen that in coffee tables as well.
0: Yes, I have seen that as well. Coffee tables that open up to reveal that. And again, that's getting into an area where you are dealing with safety as well as accessibility And again, everyone has to make up their own mind about what their home defense plan is. And we certainly hope that yours is effective. And yours may not involve firearms, and we respect that. And we also ask that you respect that our plan does involve firearms. And that's just our choice and our liberty. So we respect yours, and we appreciate you respecting ours. We have added a way for our listeners who would like to support the podcast to do so. We love our coffee. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. And buy us a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep.
1: Okay, where were we?
0: Let's jump over to file cabinets.
1: Oh, yes. um, File cabinet is something that's handy to have in the house.
0: Particularly a locking file cabinet.
1: Particularly a locking file cabinet, Mm -hmm. but... You can also set up some fake files in there to store money, oh, to store some yeah. other things. Okay. Now, we have a file cabinet here in the office, and most of our documents and such are in there. But we have a little bit of cash stuffed in there. Mm-hmm. And its you'd have to know where it was to find it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to tell you. <laughs>
1: and we also have a locking fireproof uh, file cabinet. It's actually out in the garage, and there are no weapons or anything stored in, the, in it. But you could have that type of a file cabinet in the house, a fireproof file cabinet in the house that's locking that you could store firearms in. Certainly. Now, you can also go with a gun safe. And a gun safe is a great thing to have if it's big enough to... Keep anybody from being able to walk out with it. You can store guns in there. Bolt it to the floor. Fire uh, gun safes are good for storing things other than guns. Of course, that would be the place to hide the cash,
0: valuables. Of
1: course, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now we talked about the burglars a while ago, so let's talk about some hiding spaces. And burglars, let's let's understand some of their actions. They want to be in and out quickly.
0: Yeah, they don't want to jump in there and linger. No.
1: They'll take what is visible, TV, electronics, if it's that kind of thing that they're after, and then they start looking for cash, jewelry, and guns. And this is where I was talking about they'll flip the mattresses, they'll rifle through the drawers, they'll dump the drawers, they'll open some cabinets, They'll look behind hanging clothes in the closets, and they're looking for long guns that are to the corners of those closets.
0: I see, where people have just figured that's the, a logical right. spot to hide it, a long gun.
1: I'll just put it inside the corner of my closet here. It's out of sight, out of mind. Burglars know that. But they're also looking for these small fireproof money boxes.
0: Something that is lightweight, small, easy to carry.
1: Right. And they can worry about getting into it later.
0: And they will. I mean, they can
1: just shoot
0: it open, blast it open.
1: We found those in burglaries where they were opened, you know, 50 yards from the house or 50 Mm -hmm. yards from the business and the contents were taken and they leave it there. And a closet and under a bed is a good place that or, or is a normal place that a lot of people store those and burglars know that
0: also the nightstand beside the bed mm-hmm. uh, I, we have drawers in ours, and so that there's really nothing in, in our nightstands of any value that I can think of yeah
1: interestingly spot. there there are no firearms in our nightstands no, so no. there are other places mm-hmm. so that's where they're looking for those so let's talk about hiding some some safe places for hiding cash and we talked about that safe or that gun safe that's bolted to the floor or it is uh, substantially heavy and it's fire rated it's not a metal cabinet you take a screwdriver and just open a metal cabinet with no problem you can use that cabinet to keep kids away from guns like if they're coming here to visit we can lock them in a cabinet but it's not a safe place for storage of those firearms. Our grandkids are not going to take a screwdriver and try to pry the doors open on the front of a cabinet like that. And these are the kind of cabinets that you often see in the garage or in the shop where they, they can open it up and the paint stored there, you know, all motor all things that you normally use for your car stored inside of those. But here is one thing that you can do the inside the top of a drawer cabinet let's just take one of your kitchen cabinets for example one of your drawers Mm -hmm. take the drawer out inside and up under the counter is where i'm talking about tape an envelope with part of your money
0: oh and then putting the drawer back wouldn't
1: put it no no i'm talking tape it all the way up against the top
0: so it can't be terribly
1: thick. It, no, it's mm-hmm. it's not going to be, you know, of course, you're not going to store $10,000 under there either, but it's a good place to put $100. Sure, And sure. And you can scatter your money out. Let's just say like Dave Ramsey recommends having a $1,000 cash emergency fund. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put that all in one spot. Burglar finds your spot. All your cash is gone. Right. So let's spread it out here and there. And I'll tell you how my grandmother did that in a few minutes. But th- this is where I learned some of these secret hiding places from my grandmother. But you pull that drawer out and you reach in there and you tape that envelope up above where that drawer was. And then you put the drawer back in. I see. If they pull the drawer, they don't see anything. You can do the same thing with the Chester drawers, with your dresser pull that top drawer out, and tape it up to there. You can also tape it to the back. Not the outside of the back, but the inside of the back.
0: The inside of the back of what?
1: Your of drawers.
0: Oh, 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 gotcha.
1: Okay. Okay? You with me? I think so. Down in the lower cabinets in the kitchen, you can do things with the shelf,
0: like if you've got a lower cabinet, and it's like for your pots and pans, right? You may have one or two shelves down there. You could tape something under and close to the back
1: of the lowest no one's gonna look of the lowest shelf. lowest
0: shelf. That's that's even, that's a great idea. I actually.
1: mean, so you scatter you scatter your cash stash mm-hmm. around the house. So
0: now, while we're thinking about it, how did your grandmother do it? Now I need to know.
1: Okay. Now my grandmother, we found this out after she passed away is that all of us grandkids knew of two places that she had hidden money. None of us knew of all the places. Oh. And one of the things that one place that she hid money, and she had it in an old purse in a drawer. She had it under this. She had it taped under uh, a drawer. But one thing that she did, and she kept about 25 maybe $50, not more than that, probably about 25 because this was in the 60s and 70s. She would put it inside an old sock and make it look like you had taken the sock off and rolled it up, and then she tossed it over behind the bed. <laughs> so it was a sock on the floor like somebody did not pick up their socks, <laughs> and she had $25 in there.
0: No kidding. I suppose, too, I have heard that people who have a large collection of books, they figure uh-huh. out their little code, and they hide $100 bills, in a book, and if you've got four or five hundred books, no one's going to take the time to take each book off the shelf and rifle through it to try to see if anything falls out.
1: Right, and, and take something very, very popular like the works of John Locke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something that nobody is going to steal. <laughs> All right, you can also hide some things inside air conditioner filter compartments. If you open up our air conditioner filter for the main unit here in the house and you take the filter out, there's a large space behind that. You could actually hide some things in there. Now, don't block your airflow. You can also store under sinks. And I've heard of folks putting things in an old coffee can and storing it under the bathroom sink. Bathroom sink is not a normal place that a burglar is looking. That's true. So you can take something like that Put it in cash in an old coffee can or a butter tub or something like that. And
0: yes, put something. If you're going to be storing under the kitchen sink or the bathroom sink, anywhere near plumbing, you've got to be very careful. Every once in a while, you could have a leak. Uh, something could. Our, our disposer actually came loose one night and leaked, and we got it fixed.
1: That's our why it needs to be in a waterproof container. So
0: put it in a waterproof container.
1: Okay. And another thing that my first mother-in-law used was a false bottom hairspray can. You could unscrew the bottom of what looked like a, I think it was an Aquanet or something, but it was one that you could buy, purchase it commercially, unscrew the bottom, and you could stick valuables up there, and she just kept it on her uh, dresser. She kept about $300 cash in there. Hmm. Things like that. Now, let's talk about recreational vehicles a minute. One of the things that you want to be aware of with recreational vehicles is you do have a loss of structural integrity. It's not hard to break into a camper. You need to look at that. You need to look at the weather issues that you might have when it comes to a camper or an RV. And when I say that, you cannot stay in an RV or a mobile home during tornado warnings. Leave. This is time to go find a public shelter, or a safer place. Do not stay in a camper, an RV, or a mobile home during a tornado warning. Okay, back to our storage. When you're in an RV, especially if it's one that you're moving around. Okay, I'm not talking about like I've stayed in the same on the same lot in the same RV or same camp, camper. I'm talking about one that you're moving around. You've got to be very conscious of the weight. So if you're storing 30 days of water in there for two people, you're storing in our numbers about 75 gallons of water.
0: That's a lot of weight. That's
1: a lot of weight if you're moving that around. And so if you're moving your camper, this is where I said earlier that you need to store some water but have filtration available and alternative water sources. And it's another place that you want to look toward freeze-dried foods just for the weight.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. The more concentrated.
1: Right. Uh, if if you you're trying it. to store store a week or so of food, not too bad, okay? But if you're trying to store two months of food in there, you really need to be looking at freeze-dried just because of the weight.
0: Something else to consider for weight purposes is if you are a firearms uh,
1: enthusiast.
0: I didn't know if "enthusiast" was the right word to say there. I was, I, I suppose, if you're if you're someone who is pro firearms, let's put it that way, you're obviously going to be storing some ammo. And,
1: and if you're extremely rich now because you bought ammo three years ago,
0: oh wow! <laughs> yeah, if anybody who's buying ammo nowadays, you know what we're talking about.
1: You know, I think it's gone up at a faster rate than gold
0: probably so, but you want to limit your calibers to maybe some twenty twos and some EDC and defense at the most. This is not the time to take every bit of ammo you've ever stored in your life into your RV and begin to travel from place to place.
1: This is not where you need to have a thousand rounds for every weapon that no, you have. No. You need to store some twenty twos and, and I think a twenty two rifle especially is a very, very handy thing to have for a survival tool. And you can store a lot of twenty two caliber ammo in a very small area. Okay? Yes. And then have your EDC weapon. And you might have a defense rifle. Just keep ammo for that and don't stock huge amounts of ammo because of the weight and I'm simply talking the weight here. Okay? How about if you're staying in one place, having a small storage building where you can store some EDC, not EDC, where you can store some prepper gear?
0: Yes, some of these campgrounds where people are staying provide some storage. Some do not. I mean, everyone's got a different kind of situation. But do look into one of these little, um, they call it a Leonard building, or a, that's a brand name. But you garden shed type building, small metal type of lockable storage building that you can have close to your front or back door of your camper RV just for those extra things you're going to need since you'll be kind of putting down roots in a particular mm-hmm. place and living there. You know, a lot of people live year round at some of these marinas and campgrounds. This is their home. And
1: well, that that's what I did for 18 months. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, large
0: community of people that do
1: that. I was very close to the boat ramp and had mm-hmm. my neighbors around me, the same neighbors. We were there all the time. Good folks. The one next to me, he'd been living there for 25 years.
0: That's amazing. Isn't that cool?
1: That, that, I mean, he lived full-time. He had a very large camper, a couple of slides on it. Was it a fifth wheel? It was a fifth wheel. Okay, okay. It it, it was a fifth wheel. He had a very large fifth wheel camper, and he drove a little bitty pickup. (laughs) He didn't pull it with his pickup, but he had it delivered there, and that's where he lived until it burned. And after his fire, insurance cleared it out and he had another delivered to the very same place. And so that's, you know, he lived by himself and he had everything he wanted right there. And so he was just as happy as he could be about that. All right. I want you to explain this one because I know we have some here. And I know that our son in law and daughter do the same thing, and that is using storage behind the door explain that
0: oh yes this is a storage system and they come in all manner of of um, materials some of these can be like the white covered metal like the closet made system what i have actually is a hang over the door it's got a couple of hooks they hook into a couple of grommets and hanging from that are a series of open style cubbies i guess you could call it and I'm using it for pantry storage. My daughter uses theirs for extra clothing and socks for her baby's room.
1: And we also have one in our prepper room that you store Ziploc bags
0: yes, and the trash one, bags. Yes, the one in the prepper room is specifically made for shoes. So it's got a series of like individual pockets in rows. And I have found that that is a great way to store the boxes that plastic bags come in. All sorts of different types of kitchen gear and pantry gear that can slide into a small, narrow space. You can use over-the-door hanging bags for that. Very useful. Millions of uses. Uh, You can find them on Amazon. You can buy these things at Walmart. So that's where the back of the door which is generally an unused spot, can really give you a lot of extra space that you're going to need utilizing what would be an unused spot. So by all means, it has really been handy.
1: Okay. We hope you've gotten a little bit, maybe one idea, maybe two, uh, about how you can store more in a small area. Utilize unused space under the steps, under the bookcase, the bottom shelf of the bookcase, the... Just different places. We hope you've gotten some idea tonight that would help you out when it comes to storing more in less area. We'll we'll see you folks next week.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.